Switched on on FM 104 and I'm joined by the host of Dublin Crunch and comedian Danny O'Brien. Hello. Hey Louise, how are you keeping? Good, thanks so much for chatting to us. You've already kicked off your tour. It started on November the 24th. How's it been going? Yeah, great. I've uh, started my 2024 tour a little bit early. I'm kind of uh, ahead of the game. My mother always says to me, stop fast forwarding. And I think uh, <laughs> getting a couple of sneaky tour shows in before you go on tour is uh, the epitome of that. But um, I'm really looking forward to it now. I really got the ball rolling, you know. Is it like warming up? Like, is it kind of getting yourself ready for it? Yeah, because it's a bit surreal. Like you do the Edinburgh Fringe for 26 nights in a row with the new show. So I did the new show, it's called Sweet Child O'Brien for 26 nights and you get it really sharp and you tighten it up and you change it and you chop it. And then at the end of the Fringe, you're nearly sick of it a little bit, but it's it's in really good shape comedically. And then I take a little bit of a break and then I did it at Galway Comedy Festival at the end of October. And then I didn't want to leave it until January to do the show again. So I yeah. kind of used did one in Cork to kind of make sure it's kind of fresh and still in my head in case the month of December kind of wipes it out of my brain, you know. <laughs> Just to be on the safe side, but you're going to be doing Liberty Hall on the 27th of January. Is that something you've kind of already started preparing for? Is this kind of what the other shows have been leading up to? Well, the Liberty Hall one is going to be basically a best of about 15 years of comedy. I'm doing comedy nearly 15 years around the exact same date as Liberty Hall. So that's why I decided to do it. So I'm going to film two hours of stand-up and then we are filming for a stand-up special. So that's going to be getting released on on different platforms and stuff as well. So I'm going to be taking a few little bits from Sweet Child O'Brien, but then everything I've kind of done over the last 15 years and then kind of putting it all into one big massive. It's it's the biggest show I've ever done in my life, the biggest venue I've ever done in Dublin. And then that will be kind of the kickstart point for Sweet Child O'Brien as well, which will go on tour from January to April. How do you choose what goes into the Liberty Hall show if it's 15 years worth? <laughs> I, I've i been thinking about that a lot, to be honest with you. So I'm kind of going to break it down into two sets. Um, and then if I go on a bit of a tangent in the first half, <laughs> I can always pick it up in the second half. That's the way why I wanted to film it that way, because you never know who's going to be in the audience. You don't know what kind of audience interaction is going to happen. You don't know what way it's going to go. So I will always, you know, have like loads of backup material and stuff. And then on the break, I'll have a little regroup with myself mentally. And then I go, right, second half, here we go, bang, bang, bang. 15 years of comedy, that must be insane for you to think about. What has changed for you in that 15 years? Oh, everything. God, my whole life, like uh, 15 years ago, I got back from Australia and Ireland. I remember this exact sentence distinctly I was driving my mother's car I didn't even have a car I was buzzing around a little Hyundai gets with a questionable insurance <laughs> and uh, I remember the radio and um, saying on the news that uh, it just went Ireland has officially entered the greatest economic recession in the history of the Irish state and I remember going what have I done why did I come home this is awful and it was really grim and I'm sure anyone listening remembers. I'm not trying to give anyone PTSD, but like unemployment went really high and yeah. I was just kind of working in a bar that I worked in in college and doing a few bits and pieces. And um, I was doing a bit of extra work, I think as well in RTE, just loads of random bits and pieces just to stay afloat. And then I got into stand-up and it was kind of not probably the worst time you could possibly get into comedy, <laughs> but also the best time. Um, and it just went from there. And my, my second gig, I won a little local competition called the Battle of the Axe, which used to be in the Hapen Inn. And I just never stopped then. And then I kind of gradually faded out 
uh, work. I was working in social care and, and, and youth work and stuff like that for a good few years whilst doing comedy at night. And then luckily in the last eight, nine years, I've managed to just be doing comedy professionally. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that every single day. But you still manage to pop into schools occasionally as well, don't you? I do. I actually run workshops in schools all over Ireland, a lot a lot in Dublin, obviously, because that's where I'm based. But we've done them up as far as like Letterkenny. So I do comedy and confidence building workshops for mainly TYs, but we've done fifth and sixth years as well. And um, I've done quite a lot of work with the Irish Prison Service. I've done quite a lot of work with various youth services in the inner city in Dublin as well. So I actually really love the work and um, I get great crack, particularly out of the students as well. Uh, they're really really funny so I, I really enjoy that kind of stuff as well and it's weird all the, the youth work and social care work kind of is coming back around in its own way you know yeah it seems to be seeping back in ever so slightly which must be nice yeah it's good all that stuff it's weird it's like when you do like maths in school and you think this is never going to be applicable <laughs> to me and then like you're trying to do your taxes as an adult you're like oh actually this is helpful <laughs> pull out the times tables again and hope for the best <laughs> yeah. I've, yet to, I've yet to have to pull Pythagoras out yeah. of the bag for anything in my life except for this radio interview so there you go <laughs> I think they just did that just to like you know make us wing it a little bit yeah for sure but obviously you're busy enough but you're also planning on climbing Kilimanjaro I am, yeah. So this year's tour show, or next year's tour show even, or this year's show, whatever you want to look at it, is called Sweet Child O'Brien. So it's all about kind of being born in the 80s in Ireland, nostalgia of growing up in the 90s and kind of Wicklow and all that kind of crack. And I went and kind of revisited all the things that I did as a teenager. Like I was eating like, you know, as a kid, even I was eating like stinger bars. I Mm -hmm. watched all the cartoons. I was watching like Ninja Turtles back. I had like, (laughs) I'd lived the best few months of my life researching my own show. It was class. And then I wanted to do something different next year. I always try to do a different show, mainly for my own mental sanity. And so I do a good bit of hiking. And then I decided I was going to climb Kilimanjaro. So um, the next show after I tour Sweet Child O'Brien is going to be called Kiladanjaro. You are always kind of doing bits of training for it, though. Because I was going to ask you, how do you kind of get ready and geared up to do something like that? Because that seems intense. Yeah, well, it kind of ties in. I Well, I was in, um, I did Edinburgh and then I had like a couple of festivals, electric picnic and stuff. And then I went and did a tour in Canada and Newfoundland mm-hmm. and it was great crack, but I was just so knackered and broken after so many festivals in a row and then a Canada tour. And at the start of the Canada tour, I said, right, I'm off the booze after this. I need kind of something to focus on. So I booked Kilimanjaro in and then I said, right, well, if I'm going to do Kilimanjaro, I'm going to do a hundred days of sobriety to kind of get myself physically and mentally back yeah. into gear to do it so i have been off the booze 11 weeks i've got three weeks to go i'm gonna have a drink on christmas day at my granny and maybe a couple of points over new year's and and then the next thing after that is the tour and then kilimanjaro so it's more about keeping you on the tracks as well and i'm yeah. doing the 12 dips of december dips as well for hollow street where you do 12 cold water swim dips whatever you want to call it and all the money's going to the national maternity hospital so i'm delighted to be doing that this month how did you find coming off the alcohol? I actually found it okay. Like I, I would often give it up for like a month here and a month there anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like I've been doing that for years and it's more other people around it. Like when you say that you're doing it, like the, the amount of messages I got when I, I just did a little video while I was walking to my show in Halifax. So I was just randomly walking down some Canadian street and I st- stuck a video up saying, I'm going to give the booze a bit of a break. And I got flooded with messages from like people who've been coming to shows, friends of mine, other comedians, colleagues, complete strangers, 
saying I've always wanted to go off the booze and I'm looking for an excuse. So there's a, like a whole kind of tribe of people who've been doing it with me. So I keep in contact with, they message me and um, someone just messaged me this evening. They're like, I've been hitting the booze a bit hard. I'm going to give it a break. I'm going to take a leaf out of your book. And like, listen, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I also love pints. So mm-hmm. I try to do as much stuff as I can. And like I link in with Dublin Dippers. I go swimming with them. I'm in the... um uh dublin boys club which is a hiking group for um lads from dublin that go hiking in wicklow so i link in with loads of different people a couple of random mates of mine do the ice baths with me um, and i think it's really important to link in with loads of different friend groups and loads of different people and staying busy is paramount and um, but to anyone who is listening and anyone who is thinking about giving up the booze i 1000 percent recommend doing the 100 days maybe even from january to march or you know even january to paddy's day or whatever and mm-hmm. um, i i just I, i've had nothing but benefits from doing it my energy levels are through the roof i've never done more gigs i've never written more i've never got more work done i've never put up more <laughs> videos and the only thing I could say is if I was drinking this, I wouldn't have done any of that because I would have been hung over and broken. <laughs> so you found it good, which is brilliant. But you're doing shows in Greystones, Wexford, Dundalk, Limerick, Ennis, then you have Delivery Hall on 27th of January. You're super busy. Where can people keep up to date with everything? Everything is on my website at dannyobriancomedy.com and there's a couple of shows going to Prague, Dubai, London as well. So everything, everything's on my Instagram. The handiest is just follow up at DOB Comedy because I put up all my uh, freezing in the Irish Sea, hiking, comedy, <laughs> food. It all goes all there on the one grid. So it's a one-stop shop for everything. Excellent. Danny O'Brien, thanks so much for chatting to us. Thanks, Louise.